Today's Leading Women episode 371 with the wonderful Stephanie Callahan. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Stephanie Callahan. Stephanie Callahan is a business vision catalyst and known for the fast transformations that she facilitates with her clients through working at the intersection of heart and head. She works with busy, purpose-driven entrepreneurs to own their brilliance leverage their business, and get their message out with power, ease, and joy so they can make a powerfully positive difference in the world, exponentially uplevel their profits, shift their mindset towards possibility, and take a no-excuses approach to boldly creating a highly successful and meaningful business built around who they are. With her unique combination of right-brained and left-brained thinking, intuitive insight, passion, results-based coaching, powerful questioning, and strategic systematizing magic. In record time, her clients dance with joy as their visions become reality in their business. So women of the world, Miss Stephanie Callahan, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk today. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Stephanie, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business, you call it on. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's okay. start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind a niche? Sure. You know, I love that you asked me the question, the idea behind the niche, because you, you in, in introducing me, you told people what I did, but the idea behind it is something that's that's inspired as well and probably something good for people that are that are in their business and saying this doesn't feel quite right or or trying to define what they want to do when i first started my business i started in 2002 and the model i had then and even the work that I did is very, very different than what it looks like today. Because at the time, I had listened to a bunch of gurus and coaches that said I had to take one skill that I had and build my business around that one skill. And the challenge with that is that I'm multidimensional. I mean, I, I graduated college with a few different degrees, 
just because I'm interested in a number of different topics and have the ability to think both from the right side of my brain and the left side of my brain. And so the, the inspiration and the idea behind the work that I do today is really kind of breaking the rules of what a lot of people say. And rather than building a business around one specific uh, area, I've allowed myself to use all of my skills and all of my talents to help businesses thrive. And the real idea be behind that niche is just saying, I want the businesses to not have to go through some of the struggles that I went through early on in my business, trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, but instead building a business that's fully and perfectly aligned to who they are, where they feel safe to overcome their barriers because everybody has barriers in their business and in their own mindset. I mean, even people that are multi-million dollar business owners have barriers that they need to work through in order to get to their next level. So it's not unusual for you to have barriers. To also fully identify and own your expertise and gain massive visibility, but in a way that feels safe. And then package knowledge into information products and services and shift your mindset towards possibility and with a no excuses approach to building a business around who you are. And I think there are so many people that feel that they have to fit within some kind of blueprint or some kind of box and th that business has to be in, done in a certain way. But the reality is there are millions of different business models. So why not pick one and implement one that actually works for who you are and the type of work that you do? Well, I love my, uh, what I'm hearing about your business and your story and how the idea came about. Uh, you shared with us, you, you know, how, how, you, how this idea came about from and how, what it is to where it is right now. Love that you shared that one with us. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? You know, I'm, I'm sure this is probably going to sound a little odd coming from someone that focuses on businesses and being a business mentor and, and consultant and coach. But my big why is because I want to save people's lives. You see, the people that I work with are the world changers. Now, they may not see themselves in that way, Regrace. <laughs> they, they may not think of themselves in a world as a world changer, but they know that they're meant for something bigger. You know, they're the, the entrepreneurs, the visionaries, the coaches, the consultants, the, the holistic health practitioners, the authors, the speakers, those people who have those really solid big ideas that are going to change the world. And they know that they're meant for something bigger. But they can't change the world if their own mindset and their blocks and their business systems aren't properly aligned to who they are. And sometimes, like me, they have to change their own life before they can help other people. And so knowing that this is my purpose, uh, I approach my work with an extreme level of transparency and deep connection to those that I work with, which is something that fills me up. And I now have no fear in speaking my truth and asking those difficult questions that help people get to where they're wanting to be and to help serve in a really powerful way. And I know that that type of work requires quite a bit of energy. So I've also built proper structure into my business to make that possible. 
you know, I, I mentioned earlier, I used to pigeonhole my skills into very simplified services. Uh, but today you get all of me. And that allows me to be really passionate and excited about the work that I do every day. The analytical and the practical, the creative and the spiritual me all kind of combine together. And the wonderful thing is that now that all of me comes out to play, my clients experience really fast transformations. And I love what I do. So it's a win, win, win all the way around. Wow, I totally can feel the passion, the love, the desire in, in your voice. I mean, the, the being inspired uh, with, with saving lives, helping people to who want to change the world. What a compelling vision that one is. I mean, that really gave me goosebumps. I mean, we need people <laughs> like you with a passion, with the energy, with the enthusiasm to help people to change the world one person at a time. Great inspiration. So thanks for sharing. But now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. I'd love for you to share our listeners what are some of your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to share four and the last one will explain why. Um, the, The first one is just inspired action. There are so many people that when they start their business or even people that have been in business for a really long time, they hit some kind of plateau in their business where their business isn't growing or doing what they want it to do anymore. Inspired action. Action always moves us forward. And now I say inspired action because I'm not talking about just any action. There's a lot of people that that feel like just being busy means that they're working on their business. But busy isn't productive all the time. Busy is just busy. It can make you really tired. So inspired action where you're doing things that are moving your business forward on a regular basis is one of the primary things. Second would be empathy and really being able, because I'm a coach, because I'm a mentor, because I do visionary work with my clients, internal and external work, having empathy and understanding where my clients are coming from so that I can help them see the possibilities in front of them is really, really important for my business to be able to grow. And then the third one is just being able to see the possibility in others. That's something that a lot of people have, but a lot of people don't. It's kind of a 50-50 there. And when you can see possibility, you can help people transform. But my big one, my number one one, is that I'm a rule breaker because we all create these rules that we think we need to live by. But really, there are own, there are constraints. There are own personal constraints. And I love helping people break their own rules and dream up new ones to match who they really are. Wow, I was so hooked into listening to every word that you've shared because those are really important takeaways here. So let me just uh, reiterate them again for our listeners. So the first one is inspired action. Really big on that and empathy, being able to see the possibilities in others so that you can help them um, make it possible and being a rule breaker. I mean, there are rules that we set ourselves that limits us from moving forward, that limits us from following what we're truly passionate about. Great personal qualities and traits here that uh, Stephanie just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits in our lives or in our business building activities. Great takeaways there. 
Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, when I first started my business, I had, I had this huge addiction to work and I didn't take self-care into account at all. You see, I, I started my business in 2002 and before that I worked in the, in the corporate space and I had worked my way up in the corporate ladder very quickly to a very high level of responsibility. And uh, I, I ended up leaving an extremely toxic environment. And when I left, um, even though I said it was going to be different when I left that job, and some things did change, there were some critical things that that didn't. And being addicted to work and not taking care of myself were two of those really big things. And it all came to a head in 2009 when I was so sick that I was told I would likely not see 2010. And it wasn't fun. Uh, my energy was so bad that I'd walk out to get my mail and we have a short driveway to get to my mailbox and I'd have to sit on the curb by the street for 20 minutes or so in order to have enough energy to get back in the house. And my son, who was then uh, about eight or nine years old, would have to cut up my food at dinner time like a toddler and feed me on the couch because I didn't have enough energy by the end of the day. So it was really humbling. And at that time, I was existing, not living. And it was all, you know, I'll take 100% responsibility for it because it all came to a head because of overworking and not taking care of myself. And fortunately, I found a holistic health coach that helped me get it all figured out. And I essentially had to change just about everything, how I ate, letting go of over-exercising, overworking. I had to do more self-care, more sleep, more slowing down. And you're sitting here thinking, well, Stephanie, how in the world can you grow a business and do all that slowdown? And at the time, I fought it too. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Um, but before that point, I didn't know how to take care of myself um, or, or how to slow down. I actually had to practice slowing down, which sounds kind of funny. And it was one of the most emotionally difficult times in my life. And, and it lasted a few years. Uh, but now that I'm on the other side, I'm really really grateful for the experience because I'm stronger as a whole and I'm not scared to speak my truth and to help other people speak theirs because now I really have the vision that life could be really short. And when, when you almost lose yours, it kind of gives you a different perspective on what's okay or not okay to say and, and what's okay to own for yourself and, and not own for yourself. And life is really for living, not existing. And the first shift that had to happen was my mindset. I had to believe that I was worth it. I had to believe that taking time to take care of me was something that was worthwhile and that it was okay for me to claim a life on purpose and a, and a life of purpose. And then I had to overhaul my entire business model to honor who I was and let it give me the ability to serve my clients on a really high level without sacrificing myself in the process. Because you see, I, I grew up in the Midwest and, and one of the traits of those of us that grew up in the Midwest is that a lot of us are, are raised to believe that you have to work hard and that hard work is a really high value. The problem is I took that to the nth degree 
and didn't combine balance with, with everything else that was going on. And so I had to learn how to do that. And I had to learn how to overcome that. And what's really amazing through all of this is that as I've slowed down, as I've allowed my business to be in full alignment with who I am, my business has quadrupled. And the people that I work with are so much more fun to work with. And the transformations that they get are really powerful. So it's a win-win-win all the way around. Wow, I certainly can relate to some of the challenges that you have shared. I mean, overcoming our addiction to work. I mean, working, 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 working. I mean, in early on, I also have a similar experience wherein I had a cancer scare. I It was a turning point in my life and it really taught me a lesson that life can be taken away from you just like that. So it's mm-hmm. really important to really put our health a priority, taking care of ourselves, uh, because that's the foundation of, what, of, of our life, what we do. And we won't be able to, be, to build this business that we are passionate about doing without that. So great that you've shared that one because there's a lot of lessons and takeaways with your experience. And the good news is that when we are sharing our experiences, the challenges that we have shared, that we have faced, and how we're able to overcome them, we learn from each other in some shape or another, form of another. If our, for you, our listeners, who, if in case or that you have experienced, um, you will come across these challenges or this experience that Stephanie just shared with us. You know how to deal with them. So great lesson, great takeaways. Thanks for sharing those. And on the note, I'd love for you to segue on work-life balance because this is an area that a lot of us struggle with. I mean, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. But the challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, I've created what I lovingly call my structured freedom planning system. You see, I'm a freedompreneur. I I started my business with one primary personal goal, that my son had the benefits of a stay-at-home mom without me being one. And really structured, nitty-gritty planning ended up causing lots of resentment and resistance on my part. So I created a process that I use and I teach my clients now that allow you to plan and have structure, but also allows for the flexibility of life. And I honor all of my life activities in that plan. And so I mentioned a moment ago about how I didn't do self-care. And now I am very conscious about my self-care. It's, it's critical for me and it's life-saving for me. So I have a number of things that I do on a regular basis. Um, to start with, I begin every morning with prayer and meditation, gratitude and visualization before I even set foot out of the bed. And it's a wonderful way for me to step into who I want to be in my day. I eat well. I focus on getting lots of sleep and drink what some people might say is a ridiculous amount of water every day. And I love taking my dog for a walk. And and every few weeks, I treat myself to a a mani-pedi. You know, I've, I've worked my schedule so that I get recharged time every day. And I honor my boundaries as valuable. And when I need a complete recharge, 
I'll take the day off and honor what my body needs there too. And that could be energy work or sleep or play or dancing or singing or going to see a concert or travel or, you know, so on and so forth. But, but the real critical element here is the way that I make sure that I maintain balance is that I honor my family, my spiritual life, my personal care, my business. They all have places of honor in my schedule. And I don't allow one to overcome the other now because I've seen what can happen when you do. And one of the things that I teach my clients as they're trying to figure this out is what I call the resentment test. And I do this on big decisions and small decisions because a lot of things that cause us angst and anxiety with our schedule and, oh gosh, I have to do this or I should do that. Stop shooting all over yourself. (laughs) Should is a word I wish could be just removed from the vocabulary altogether. And, And this ties to inspired action as well. So when you have a new decision that comes to you and you're trying to decide yes or no, sit really quietly and ask yourself the question and then listen to yourself. So many times we're moving really, really fast and we don't take into account that we really do know a lot more than what we give ourselves credit for. What kind of resentment comes up? What kinds of six to your stomach feelings or maybe tightness in your neck and shoulders comes up when you think about that particular activity? My basic rule in my business and my life now is that if any resentment bubbles to the surface, I don't do it. And it's really black and white. Now, does that mean that it's a complete no? Not necessarily. It could be that with a tweak here or there to whatever it is I'm considering, that it becomes a yes. But by doing that resentment test up front, it allows me to be in a full alignment with me and look for those situations. I've mentioned this phrase before, the win, win, win. I I look for ways that we can modify the different decisions that we have in our life and in our business so that things can work out well for me and for the people that would be impacted by whatever that decision is. And that's how I'm able to keep balance in everything that I do. Wow. I mean, I love your perspective on this work-life balance and those tips that you shared with us because this is one of the areas that I'm sure a lot of our listeners struggle with because I myself do, but I love that you have stressed the structuring and planning your day that allows for flexibility and making self-care a priority, doing things that nurture you physically, mentally, and spiritually. I mean, Starting your day with meditation, with prayer, with gratitude, eating well, drinking enough, going outside for a walk, working out, exercise, those foundational things that we all need to be able to sustain our health, to sustain our energy, to sustain our health and fitness and well-being. Great tips there. We just have to make time for them, make it a priority and do it. And of course, to set boundaries, uh, like mm-hmm. what Stephanie shared with us, set boundaries by honoring your spiritual yourself your business your family those when you set boundaries on when when you say no when to say yes those are really important set limitations and honor them and because that's what that's the only way that we can work this uh, work-life balance that i feel like it's sometimes i feel like it's it's a myth for us entrepreneurs because we are so driven and passionate with what we're doing that it's no longer work for us but okay if you don't want you can even say work life we, we cannot strive for perfect work-life balance but at least we can integrate them in our life right well and you know i i also look at, at the word balance um a little differently so you know a, a lot of people think work-life balance and and i visualize this old time scale where, you know, you have 
two containers on either side and you have to have the same amount in either side and everything's kind of even across balanced, you know, or, or somebody on a tightrope line that has to keep that bar that they're holding on to going across a tightrope balanced. I look at work-life balance a little differently. I look at it on the whole of a time frame versus on a day to day basis. So what I mean by that is, for example, um, yesterday, my son was really ill, and he stayed home from school. And one of my priorities is making sure that he's taken care of and everybody that I work with knows that. And so I contacted the couple client appointments that I had, and I contacted a couple interviews that I had. And I said, Look, my son is very ill. Um, I'd be more than happy to continue working with you, but I want to be very transparent and honest with you to know that if I do spend time with you today, my mind is still going to be on my son. And if we reschedule, then I know I can be fully focused on you and your needs. And when I framed it in that way, they're like, absolutely, let's reschedule. There's, you know, there's, I, I want you fully focused on me too. And sometimes it's just about giving yourself permission to make the ask and to let them know, you know what, you're really important to me. And because you're important to me, I'd like to ask for a reschedule today. Now, do I do that all the time? Absolutely not. Because now that I've had a full day where I've taken care of my son, now today I will shift gears a little bit. He's back in school. He's feeling good. Thank goodness. And now today will be a little bit more full on the work side of things. And so it's not necessarily all balanced in one day. It's how I balance overall, where I feel like everybody is getting what they need, me included, over the course of time versus trying to nitpick. Um, okay, I'm gonna, if I spend an hour here, I'm going to spend an hour there uh, because that just gets a little bit too complex and a little bit too anal retentive for me. Yes, and it's a win-win. I mean, if we are able to respect each other um, on that note, um, it's a win-win for both. I mean, mm -hmm. what good is it when you are not able to focus at that moment? So it's better to find another time that you both are focused on what is the goal that you have set for yourself and for your client on that day. So it's, it's a win-win situation. I see that for that. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, you know, when I talk about success or, or prospering every day is, is something that I talk about a lot. I'm, I'm not solely focusing on money. Being richly rewarded for the good that you bring to the world is certainly a part of the equation. And you can do a lot of good with monetary gain. However, there's a lot more to full prosperity and living your truth and having a focus on your faith or your spirituality, your health, your family, your friends, your community, as well as your financials all combined to create your prosperity. And when you have that balanced, your power can come through, your personal power can come through. And that what that's what makes you a magnetic to success and to other people. So success to me is building a business and a life that's created around your full truth 
not just a portion of you, so that you really can have all the different elements of life that bring happiness. Wow, what a great perspective about success that you've just shared with us. I mean, success about building a business and life that speaks your truth, that speaks your vision, your values, what is it you want to put out there. Great perspective in success. And I I truly agree with you that at the end of the day, what truly satisfies our, what truly makes us happy is that knowing that what we're putting out there aligns with our values, aligns with what it is that we truly want to put out there and also makes an impact in people's lives or it's making a difference in other people's lives. Right. All right. Now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Absolutely. I love, love, love this question. And I, and I want to start by saying that the three that I'm going to share today, they apply whether you're just starting your business or they apply if you've been in your business five or 10 years, because some people will start a business and not have some of these foundational things in place. And if you put them in place, your business can go from whatever spot it's at to really rocketing even more than that. So that's why I've chosen these three. So number one, for sure, is to get clarity. Get really clear about what you want, not what you think you can get, but what you really want. And so here are some examples. Um, Define your ideal life and your ideal day. When I was recreating my business after I had been ill, I spent time thinking through when did I want to work? When did I want to be available for personal things and other activities? By defining my life first, I was able to create a business model that allows me to have a life I want rather than a life that felt forced. And and an example of that is, you know, I was still kind of stuck in my corporate world where I had to be at work before the sun came up and I had to stay at work after the sun went down. And when I sat down and really thought about my ideal day, number one was, I wanted to have some personal time when the sun was out too. And I realized I'm not really a morning person. So what can I build into my day? And when do I want to start working with clients? So I'll tell you, I don't have any appointments that start before 10 a.m. my time. Before that is all time that I'm spending doing other things. Um, And there's a pretty long list of those other things that are being done. But I found that just that one shift when I defined when, what and recognized the best time for me to do my work was huge for me and gave me lots of freedom, eliminated all that resentment that I was talking about earlier and allowed me to really have a daily schedule that worked great for me. Another way for getting real clarity that my clients really use, and I did too, is defining your ideal client. So after really careful examination, I realized that I'd been taking on clients that drained me and work that didn't lift me up at all. And because my energy was severely depleted, I couldn't afford to continue that pattern. So I sat down for quite a while and I defined who I really, really wanted to work with. 
I define those characteristics on multiple levels, psychographic, demographic, spiritual, energy level, and, and, and a lot of different category areas. But by the time I was done, I could practically see her across the room. Now, I know that you've heard about niching before, but that's not really quite what I mean here. This work went a lot deeper. However, by doing this work, I never question who I'm writing to on my blogs, who I follow on Twitter, or any other marketing that I do. And when I'm asked to speak or guest post on a blog or or come and talk on a podcast, it's really easy for me to decide whether it's a yes, no answer. Because if the audience is made up of my ideal clients and I have the time available, then the answer is yes. And all other instances are just a really simple no. And really knowing my ideal client allowed me to have authentic power in my social media connections and on all the other ways that I connect. And once I knew who they were, I had to put them first in everything I did. So I began thinking about their problems and struggles and how I could help them rather than focusing on how to close that deal or how to get that next client. I focused on how to help each person I talked with to be more successful, whether they became my client or not. So if you don't know those things, you know, what's your ideal day? Who's your ideal client? What are their problems that you can solve? Getting clarity on all of those things will help you move forward with lightning speed. And then number two uh, that I would suggest is to make an effort to uncover and remove your blocks to success. You know, you might have visibility blocks or you might have money blocks or you might have other success blocks. Um, One thing that I found that was really, really big for me that I had to spend a lot of time working through and I found the same to be true for a lot of my clients is visibility blocks. Those things that we know we should be doing in our business to get our message out and yet for one reason or another, we put it off and we procrastinate or we perfectionize it so that it doesn't actually get done. You know, those are visibility blocks. There's something going on that's keeping us from doing what we know we should be doing anyway to get more visible in our business. Clearing those away allows you to get your message out and get your message heard. The same with money blocks and making the ask and setting good prices for your business. So that second one, get rid of those blocks to success. And you can do that through self-help books, videos on YouTube, working with a coach like me that can identify them and help you get rid of them. Doesn't matter what mode you pick, as long as you pick them and start working through them and recognizing that every business owner has them. This is not something that makes you weak. This is not something that makes you strange. I have worked with business owners that are just starting up and I've worked with business owners that have multi-million dollar businesses and they all have blocks. It's just a matter of getting rid of those blocks to get to the next level. And then the third thing would be to systematize everything. Every process in my business has a system attached and some of those systems are automated and some are manual and some are done by virtual assistants, but they're all systems and systems allow me to have consistent communication and a consistent brand. I created marketing systems that matched where I was at the moment and I chose tools that matched my energy level because there's thousands of ways that you can build your brand and most business owners are trying to do too many at once. So again, when I was really sick, it was kind of lucky because I didn't have enough energy to do everything. So I had to economize my energy and pick the activities that would fit my situation. And I built systems around them so that I could economize on my energy. And then those systems allowed me as I continue to leverage my business to hand those things off to other people so that they can still get done and I can focus on other things. So those are the three. Get clarity, remove your blocks to success and systematize everything. 
Wow, golden nuggets in what you just shared with us. I mean, I was so hooked into listening to every word that you just shared. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to get clarity about what you want, defining your ideal day, defining your ideal client, knowing what the what problems that they have that you can solve for them. And then the second one is to make an effort to uncover and remove your blocks for success. We all have this self-limiting beliefs, for example, some blocks that we have inside of us that we need to uncover and then remove them so that they won't be a hindrance for us to move forward. And of course, the third one is to systematize everything big on this as well. Create systems and processes in your business so that can also free up your time and make make things easier for you as well. So great tips there that we can all take action on today. So I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. Last but not the least, I'd love for you to share our listeners, Stephanie, what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. All right. Well, a business that's fully aligned to who you are and how you think that allows you to serve with impact while getting your message out with power, ease, and joy, and being richly rewarded for the changes you bring to the world is something that's powerful and joyful. And that's what my work does. The, whether it's my information products, my eBooks, or the really deep internal work and uh, external systematizing and strategy work that we do in my private work, uh, those are the benefits that, that you receive. Is it really a business that's aligned fully to who you are that allows you to be richly rewarded as a result? And I'd, I'd love for you to connect with me. I'm all over the net. You can find me at stephaniecallahan.com. And in the upper right hand of my website, there's links to Twitter and Google Plus and Instagram and Facebook and all those other social media sites, Pinterest and all those others, uh, feel free to connect with one or all of them. Uh, I am somebody on social media that communicates back and forth. I don't just broadcast. Uh, I love having conversations and answering questions and providing resources. All right. So that's stephaniecallahan.com. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes and for our listeners out there, especially you women entrepreneurs out there, I'd love for you to go there now, stephaniecallahan.com. At least be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there. And also to check on her resources page, the stephaniecallahan.com forward slash R. She has a list of resources and tools and uh, that she recommends that she's using in her business that would help you in your business as well. So that's stephaniecallahan.com forward slash R and make sure to connect with her to her social media profiles from her website at www.stephaniecallahan.com. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Stephanie Callahan or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, that link is Stephanie 
callahansinglel.com. Stephanie, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for being such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.